0: and welcome to the victory podcast this is your host Monique Watson and on this episode I sat down with Jermaine Lewis of Charlie's Cure Foundation talking a bit about her foundation her daughter Charlie who inspired the foundation what it's like being a caretaker of a special needs child some lessons learned and uh, as well as some information about an upcoming uh prayer for her daughter's surgery on march the 17th that prayer session um, will be on march friday march the 13th um, in new orleans louisiana and make sure you check out the show notes to find the location of the church and attend the prayer event if you're in the new orleans area stay tuned and i hope you enjoy this episode Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, uh, whatever time you're listening to this. I'd like to welcome you to the Victory Podcast. I'm your host, Monique Watson, and I have the lovely, grand, wonderful pl- pleasure to have Miss Tremaine Lewis of Charles Cure Foundation um, here today. Hi, Tremaine. Hello. Hi. How are you? Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So we're doing this over the great wonder of the internet. So you're in New Orleans, I'm guessing. New Orleans, yes, the is south.
1: Yeah, <laughs> That's easy.
0: Yeah, so just to give our listeners an outline of kind of the journey we're going to go on today through this interview, we'll talk a little bit about uh, Tremaine's background, a little bit about her daughter Charlie, um, and how Charlie inspired Charlie's Cure Foundation. And she'll give us a couple of tips and tricks around caretaking for for kids with special needs, any lessons that she's learned, things she would go back in time if she could, and tell herself um, maybe earlier on in the process, and then kind of close out with any ways that people who are interested to learn more or want to donate and how they can do that. So let us begin. Let's start at the very beginning. So tell us a little bit for the listeners at home Um, A little bit about yourself, kind of um, where you're from, you know, how we got to know each other, all the good stuff. So my name is Tremaine Lewis, uh, born and raised in New Orleans,
1: Louisiana, uh, and married. My husband um, is Charles, hence the name Charlie. (laughs) We've been married for 14 years. (laughs) Together we have five beautiful children. Yes, 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 yes. And... I have, we, we lived, you know, in Texas, Lake Charles, and we just made our way right on back to New Orleans because our heart is here. Um, came back, started having babies. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my second oldest, Charlie Lewis was born in 2009. And she, unbeknown to me, she um was born with cerebral palsy, visual impairedness, and a host of other medical issues. Um, we had no idea she was going to have all of these complications, but she she came here and we just kind of sh- strapped up and was like, whatever we have to do, we have to do it. And, um, you know, we just since then have been taking care of our beautiful baby girl and um, you know, just doing the best that we can. And she has truly inspired us. You might hear her a little bit in the background talking. I don't know if you can hear her or not.
0: But a bit, she has but that's inspired
1: right. us <laughs> to reach out to other parents to show them how to navigate through the journey and the challenges of caring for a child with special needs.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So tell me more about Charlie. What are some of the things, like, that she really loves to do, things she, like, really can't stand that she has to do, or just a little bit more about Charlie herself?
1: Charlie has a very spunky personality. Um, She absolutely loves to sing, and just because she's hearing me do this interview and talking about her singing, you might hear her bust out a song. (laughs) Because she loves attention. So now Mm -hmm. she knows I'm talking about her. So she might bust out Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. That's been the hit for the past week. Like (laughs) Christmas is over, but she's still singing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. But anyway, she loves music. And because I know this, I use music to teach her. I use it to, you know, uh, help her learn on her level. Um, She loves food. She is a huge, and thank God we are in New Orleans, because she gets to explore all kinds of different food, and she is not picky. She will eat it all. Um, she loves to just have the the moment all about her. She loves to have um, all of the attention. She loves to be engaged with other children, you know, um... And and that's why I'm glad it's it's she has siblings because what I what I do is I make them include her and it just puts the biggest smile on her face. Um Charlie does not like to work. Like when it's time to do therapy and to get her on those legs and to make her do certain things. Oh, she is a turtle. She is quite the <laughs> diva who is like, I don't wanna be bothered, you know. So, I have to create little songs to get her to move those legs, and that's what gets her to move. But if it wasn't for music, she would just be looking at you like next. Um, she doesn't like to be in an environment that has where she can tell something is wrong um like if my kids, if the other kids are fussy, she'll start crying because. They just upset her vibe. Like she she can tell when people aren't getting along. She can tell if mommy and daddy mm. having a a few words. That's why we got to take it to the next room. She can sense it. Like she has this huge sensor that um lets her know when something is not right. So I tell my kids like even if they they're running through the house and one of them might hit their toe on the sofa or the end of a chair, I'm immediately rushing to their aid to try to get them to first I want to address the issue the pain that they're dealing with but I'm also saying okay but can you bring it down just a little bit because you might upset Charlie Mm. (laughs)
0: like
1: we really try to make sure that her environment um, is just full of happiness because when I tell you when she starts sounding her alarm of being unhappy that's a wrap Mm.
0: That mm-hmm. is a wrap. <laughs> For sure. That sounds awesome, though. Um, so how is it? So you said you have. So Charlie is your second of five. Correct?
1: Well, she is my second oldest. My husband okay. and I have five kids together. Okay. He has two daughters. Okay. Um, 18 and 16. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, 18 and 20. Okay. Um. So together we have three, twelve years old. Char- Charlie is ten, and we have a five year old. Um, okay. So yeah, we we have five together. I mean, five children in total, but we have three together.
0: So I have gotcha. two bonus kids. <laughs> two bonus kids. There you go. Uh, how how do they, what are some ways that they like? You said you make sure they're included. What are some like things they like to do with Charlie, or like is there any kind of fun activities, or is that a challenge sometimes to make sure that she stays included with the other kids, or or um, sometimes you hear about when you have, I mean, I have family members that have um, um, autism, and so it can be challenging for other kids to regardless of siblings or not, but to understand that person's um, in this case, a non-neurotypical way of like operating. So sometimes that can be challenging. Have you had that kind of with your other, either the bonus kids or biological kids or some iteration of that ever with Charlie?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, When they were much younger, um, they knew that something was wrong. Um, but they still gave her that attention. But as they got older, I oftentimes got the question, when is she going to be able to do this? Or when is she going to be able to walk, talk, even see, because kids really don't know that it's a permanent ordeal. Um, so I would just have to be honest with them and say, listen, Charlie's going to have challenges for the rest of her life. However, this is what you can do to engage with her. And so I made sure um, creativity is a priority in my house so that she can be included. Things that I would not have normally expected to do to make sure that my child is a participant, I'm finding myself doing it so they can know how to help her engage, so they can know how to include her and um, their day-to-day activities so she can feel that inclusion. Um, But once they caught on, you know, and grasped how to involve her in their lives and how to make her feel a part, um, they just started doing it. So now it's like, Mom, we're making a, a, a fort can can you put Charlie on the bed so we can put her in the tent with us? You know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Or um, the older kids, like they know about recording their voices and maybe singing the alphabet song or the numbers or just body parts so that she could be, but just her hearing their voices and me having something to constantly be able to play for her, to mm-hmm. know that's my sister's. That's my brother, you know, mm-hmm. that's mommy, that's daddy. You know, those type of things help her to um, feel included and involved. And it also allows them to be able to connect with her. And so we just build on top of what we do. And we're always finding other ways to make sure that um, that she is included. So I would say it was a challenge in the beginning because I was learning too, but now I feel like I kind of have a little rhythm with it. And so now it's, it's not a challenge. It's more of a, um, just a desire to want to be consistent and being innovative.
0: Right. Right. So what would you say as a care maybe in like a twofold as as a mother slash caretaker in taking care of Charlie that you think you've learned and then the second aspect would be I'm curious in some of the therapies and things like that do you have resources that you're utilizing or some combination as far as making a therapy plan or something like that so maybe some lessons personally and then and and then on the therapy side of like what if there are resources you used or therapists or occupational therapists or physical therapists, so on Um, maybe some, a little bit about that as well.
1: Okay. So things that I've learned in caring for Charlie is to not just care for her, but to care for me because I would care for her to, I would sacrifice to my detriment. Like literally I would give her everything. I mean, it would be to the point where I hadn't done anything with myself, you know, and then I would just have this low energy. um, And then it would send me into a state of depression. And I was, I don't know if you've ever heard of a functioning alcoholic. I was (laughs) a functioning, depressed individual. I was doing the necessary things to care for her, but I wasn't Absolutely, um, caring for myself to be the best version of myself, so that she could get everything that she needs. So, um, I would looking back, I would have started in the, from the beginning, making sure that I took care of me, so that because um, I feel like I missed some opportunities to really give her. Um, more so that she could have, you know, in the beginning, like that two, three-year-old age, you know, they call that the window where, you know, she if she's going to pick up anything, that's the window to shove it all in or to get it all in. And I feel like um, just looking back, I probably was just a little bit mentally gone that I may have missed some things. And now that I'm focused on my health, more and focus on, you know, me being a complete individual more. I am, a. My, the, she has the best version of me. So she's getting like a lot from me. Um, but I just wish that I would have had that mindset in the beginning, because she would have gotten so much more. So it's like now I'm just, I'm trying to play catch up. Um, but, you know, I mean, I just, I went through a very dark Face where I was in denial for with some things concerning her, Um, not only denial but just uh, not even wanting help. You know, not even thinking that I needed help. You know, I never forget my mom saying one time, um, "I'm gonna pick up this phone and I'm gonna act like I'm you if you don't start reaching out to different services and different." Um, resources that are available to you because she have all my information (laughs) and so she was just like I'm about to act like I'm you and just a light bulb went off for me it was like you cannot bear this by yourself you need to reach out for help beyond your immediate circle so I would have done that much sooner. I would have done it much sooner. Those are some of the things that I would have done different. Um, But as far as, and once I did reach out to those different resources, that's when those therapies kicked in. I was able to start getting her some therapy that came to the home um, where I would be able to bring her places for her to get speech therapy, vision therapy, physical therapy, occupational therapy um she was able to benefit from all of that because I allowed myself
0: to get help so yeah that's awesome yeah so that leads into talking about uh let's talk a little bit now we talked about Charlie got to know her a little bit um and then a little bit about the Charlie's Cure Foundation kind of um what that entails and we can tell it's inspired by your amazing daughter, but let's let's learn a little Thank bit more about you. the foundation of what y'all do.
1: Absolutely. Um, we are a support group, to just sum it all up, for caregivers. Our main audience right now is mothers who have children with special needs, um, but the caregiver is an individual that is. Caring for somebody else, you could be caring for your mother, your sister, your aunt, your grandmother, your father, um, and it's not just moms who are caring for people; it's fathers as well. Um, but the caregiver is who we um, want to care for as well. A lot oftentimes, the caregiver gets overlooked. The caregiver is looked at as this strong individual. Because they have willingly to people taken on such a huge responsibility. Um, when really, to be honest with you, do people even realize that we didn't even we didn't I didn't ask for this. You know, I thought I was giving birth to a gift that I could unwrap and show everybody what I have, show her off. You know, and so to to my discovery it was in the beginning, my mind, my mindset was, I can't show this off. You know, I can't, this is not what I asked for. This is not what I thought I was carrying. you know? So this is not, you know, people think, you know, you're so strong, you're so strong, but I didn't sign up for this, right? So um, the caregiver, you know, internalizes so many other emotions, caring for someone else, you know, so much begins to set in, because you're giving yourself to someone else who is fully dependent on you, you know, then you begin to be drained. You begin to get stressed out, and and I'm speaking from some someone who has a husband who has an amazing support team who has help. So I can't even imagine what it looks like for somebody who doesn't have that. Because even with all the support that I have. It's hard. It's mentally challenging. It it still breeds self neglect. Depression creeps in and builds up. Um, you still go through this space where you just you isolate yourself. And I'm doing. I'm. I mean, I'm feeling all of these emotions with help. So I cannot imagine what. The single mother or the single father, how they do it, raising a child with special needs or caring for someone who has a special need. I can't even imagine. So the idea of Charlie's Cure Foundation is to offer care to the caregiver, to offer them um, just just to offer them the idea to be able to envision that their life is not over, that there is still life to live, that. They have so much more that like whatever it is that they want to do, they can still do it. They can still accomplish their dreams. We want to offer services that will build them up mentally because I believe it starts in the mind. That's where some of those decisions to just really want to quit came about for me. I just begin to feel myself so low. I begin to feel like you know, so depressed and just wanting to give up. And so other things started creeping in my mind, but it started, it started in my mind. And so it just, that thing began to grow. And so now I'm dealing with even bigger mental challenges of just really wanting to, to, to give up on life and to, you know, take my child's life. But I had to really press beyond and overcome those thoughts and really build myself up mentally. I had to focus on my mental health, which is which is what we want to share with um, the foundation and to the caregivers. Focus on your mental health because depression is so real. It's so real, and you can you can be thinking about doing something so bad, and it only takes a second. It only takes a second to do it. Um, but if people would just reach out and let people know you're not alone um you're not in this fight by yourself you have help you know i really want to to pull in um other resources that can see the vision that we have and say hey we want to help with you know mental health you know we we also want to help with just just getting them away from their day-to-day routine sometimes just stepping outside and just breathing in some fresh air can make a world of difference. I remember days where Charlie was just crying and screaming. And I had no idea. I was doing process of elimination. Like, I fed her. I changed her. I bathed her. She had her medicine. But she's still screaming. Like, what is the problem? And I just went, sat on the porch. And that made such a huge difference for me. difference for me. Just to get them 10 minutes of just stepping away from my environment for a minute and going back inside. But I know so many caregivers who they don't even think to do that because they feel like they feel guilt for maybe leaving their child for a minute. I will put her on the bed. Like this is when I started to get stronger. I will put because I'm like, she's not going to die from crying. I will put her on the bed, surround her with some pillows, make sure she's not going to fall. And I will go get me some fresh air because either I'm going to hurt her <laughs> If I don't get myself together or she going to drive me crazy, you know, so you, it's so important to just really step away for a minute. And we want to show people how to do that by just really getting them out of their day-to-day routine, helping them to get a break. Like say, Hey, come on, let's go, let's go get our nails done. Men let's go, you know, go to the game or something like we have tickets for you to do this, that and the other just so they could, feel an outlet and, you know, have that, that release. Um, We want to offer retreats for the caregivers to get away for a weekend and to be able to um, just enjoy nature and to get built up mentally and, you know, listen to other speakers who can really bring some uh, relevance to their situation and great information on how to -to day-to-day overcome. Because it's a journey. It's not going to happen overnight. It's definitely a journey, but we definitely need um, continual things happening so that people can feel that that support 24-7, 365, so they can know, like, when I'm feeling this way, I need to reach out so that I can get what I need to rejuvenate, reset, fuel back up, and be the best caregiver that I could be. So those are, you know... A few services that we have right now, of course, we definitely want to build on that. Um, But just being able to offer mental toughness seminars, um, retreats and outings for our caregivers to revive themselves so that they can go back and be refreshed and be the best caregiver that they can be.
0: So how so now by now, whoever's listening is like, I, this is a great cause. I need to figure out how how can we help? How can we donate? How can Do you have any events coming up for fundraising or to, so that people can get connected with Charlie's um, Cure Foundation?
1: Awesome. So we have a website. It's www.Charlie'sCureFoundation.com. That's C-H-A-R-L-E-E-S. Cure foundation on the website you can donate you can become a partner with us um there is a there's a donation tab you just click on that tab and it will lead you to the right place to be able to make a donation and become a partner with us um we are you can follow us on instagram it's at charlies cure c-h-a-r-l-e-e-s we're on facebook Charlie's Cure Foundation. Um, so we are definitely working on our agenda for 2020. We have some things lined up. Um, the The next big thing that's going on right now, we're preparing for Charlie's big surgery she has coming up. So we, will out, we are planning um, a support group. It's going to be after that. We don't have the date locked in just yet, but it's going to be in April. We're looking at the 18th to um, just meet with some caregivers, but to back up a little bit, March the 17th, she's having, um, she has scoliosis and the curve in her spine is so severe. They have to go in and straighten her uh, spine. So um, we are, I'm mentally still preparing. I've been knowing that she's going to have this procedure for close to um, a year now. The issue was her weight, you know, her being too small. So now she has uh, gained, she's gaining weight um, and it's been very consistent. And so Mm -hmm. now they're like, well, she's getting big enough. We could do this surgery. And now they just gave me a date after her last weigh-in. They just gave me a date. But when I tell you, like, you think you're ready, but you just, I'm just like mentally, I'm not there yet because this is going to be such a huge procedure that I, I just can't imagine. My prayer is that, and I don't, I know it's maybe just a little unrealistic, but I'm just like, Lord, I don't want her to feel anything. That's my prayer. That's my prayer for my baby. Like, I just can't, because it's going to be an enormous amount of pain um, because of the cutting and the screws that she has to receive. But um, we are planning for that that's going to be that's going to be huge but um april we're going to have a support group coming up in june we'll do our benefit luncheon and we are working on that weekend getaway so stay tuned we'll have those dates posted on our website posted on instagram as well as um facebook
0: awesome i'm making a note of those timelines and we here at the Victory Podcast will have—I'm going to put on my calendar for my prayer list for March the seventeenth yes. for Charlie and for Miss Tremaine and that whole family because it—it um, it is a—I mean, it when someone goes through surgery, you know, you're emotionally there with them the whole time, right? So. It's an emotional time. It's um it is something that we'll be praying for. Um that and we know that God can do the impossible. So yes. we know. And I
1: just want to say March the sixteenth is a Monday. Um I am going to put out a call to the Charlie's care foundation family. Um, if they want to join us for prayer on March the 16th at our church because that's the day before her surgery. I'm asking any and everyone who would like to participate in that prayer to come out and to pray with us for an hour from six to seven. Um, The address is 9301 Chef Mentor Highway. And it is at uh, Sovereign Hope Apostolic Fellowship in New Orleans East. Um, but I, I want my baby to be covered. I want her to be covered. And I need prayer. My husband needs prayer. My children Mm -hmm. will need prayer. Um, I know it affects our kids, you know, just when they see her and just in the hospital, she was in the hospital, just getting a minor surgery. And, you know, kids don't know the severity of Um, Well, my 12 year old and my five year old, they don't really they can't really grasp. All they know is they see their sister in the hospital in the bed, Mm -hmm. you know, and I can see how that affects them. So I know they're going to need prayer. All of our children will need prayer um, because I feel like whatever she has, our whole family is diagnosed with it because we're Mm -hmm. all dealing with it. Charlie's diagnosed with cerebral palsy. So guess what? The whole family is diagnosed with cerebral palsy. Charlie diagnosed with visual impairment, scoliosis, epilepsy. We all have those same diagnoses because we have to help her manage and navigate through life with that condition. So guess mm-hmm. what? We have we have it too. So we need the prayers, um, but especially for her, just to go through this process and for the recovery to be such a quick transition and quick recovery and Mm pain-free recovery. You know, as a mother, that's what I want. You know, I don't know how realistic, I know she's probably going to feel something, but I'm just praying that she don't, you know? So um, if all can, you know, come and be with us on that day, it would be greatly appreciated. So that's, I'm, I'm just expecting God to just really, Be with her and be with us.
0: All right. So I think that's mostly it. Um, I want to thank you so much, um, Tremaine, for being really candid and taking time out of your very busy schedule. And I want to thank Charlie for loaning us um, her (laughs) beautiful mother for a little bit. I heard her trying to chime in in the back trying to make a cameo <laughs> appearance on the interview but that's all right mm-hmm. <laughs> so we'll be sure to share and if Thank you're interested you. and you're listening to this podcast and, and really would like to one meet the folks over there o- over at the sovereign hope apostolic fellowship on March 18th. they're going to have a power hour of prayer from six to seven and in, in, in preparation for charlie's surgery on the march 17th Um, And I'll send and in the show notes, you'll find links to Charlie's Cure Foundation, um, as well as the address of that church on Chef Mentor. So you can join if you're in the New Orleans area for that power hour of prayer um, in preparation for that. Um, But thank you so much, Tremaine, for having for joining me. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Thank you so much for having me. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So I want to thank Tremaine for sitting down with me to talk about her foundation and her daughter, Charlie, and I hope uh, you check out her website and please donate to such a worthy cause. I know I've already donated to their cause. Also, make sure to join them if you're in the New Orleans area at their prayer visual that they'll be having um, from 6 to 7 on March the 13th. As always, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Victory Pod. Check out our website, TheVictoryPodcast.com, and please subscribe on wherever you find your podcasts. Thanks, and as we always say, every problem has a solution, it's whether you're willing to do the work to find it. Let's do the work and be victorious.